0: and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet as always i'm your host joel and joining me is my partner in comic book crime it's matt everybody
1: hello everyone hello Jaden, michellius lichlord kt everyone who's joining us today
0: all the all the warriors all the regulars out here tonight on sunday it's sunday night so you know what that means it's time for another installment of the comic multiverse and oh oh our cup runneth over tonight with news and insight and this is actually the first week in a while where i can say i actually read all my books because there wasn't that many this week
1: there wasn't there was more dc than there was marvel this week
0: it was a weird weird interesting week but we got some new number ones to talk about i'm sure you're all going to be super excited about and uh, as always when we start the show uh how was your week matt
1: pretty good pretty good I, as you said like i got like most of my comics read this week because uh, it was that weird week and it gave me time to uh watch a few things and play a few video games and i finished i started and finished uh, that new he-man series that everyone's oh yeah you know shitting their pants about
0: i kept meaning to start that but i'm just like eh, you know he-man i'm not the biggest fan i'm not in a rush but then i saw a lot of bad people uh got really upset <laughs> about it so i'm like well if it makes their lives a little less happy then maybe i yeah. should give it a shot well, it's, uh, it's
1: only five episodes um, oh really yeah because this is technically part one of the season i'm guessing they're going to do a part two later on in the year
0: because that's how netflix does all of its animated shows now in half seasons i don't know what metric did they realize they were going to start doing that but that's how they do it now
1: yeah but no it's it's fantastic i i quite enjoyed it and everyone is getting all upset about it for no reason
0: whatsoever it's it's almost as if they already decided to be angry before they yeah. watched it or something mad again don't don't tell nobody it's 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 only for you and me you know if the, these walls could talk <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and like obviously one of the big points was that oh he man's not in the show how is he Man not in the show uh he's in every episode so I well that's not I, good enough apparently yeah uh, yeah apparently <laughs> yeah
0: again for heaven for fen they you know besmirch the holy name of he <laughs> come a man the truest high art form
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the 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 uh the toy commercial for kids uh yeah you know, you know it's it held to such high standards
0: you know Now, I I don't want people to think that I think I'm better than anyone or I'm snooty or snobbish or anything, but whenever I see people freaking out about this sort of thing, either for clout or outrage clicks or what have you, my comment that I always come back to time and time again is like, you know it's okay to love things meant for children, but if you get pissed off, it proves that you are actually just a child. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So stop acting like children. That's that's my takeaway from it all. Uh again, I uh, I am not a children because I watched a very big boy show for grown ups this week. Uh, I watched the first new episode of Ted Lasso. I did as well. Yay, Ted Lasso's back and it continues to be good. It's back and
1: but it's like one of it's one of those shows that like, I understand why they're doing like the weekly releases, but it's one of those shows that I kinda want just all the episodes at once just
0: to be being... <laughs> i watched it after the fact when it came out and it really started catching on and yeah getting to watch it all together in yeah. one uh, lump sum was great
1: yeah it was so it's so much better yeah
0: sudeikis continues to be funny i love they've set up this idea that uh, he has to learn to be okay with a new sports psychologist they brought mm-hmm. in even though his players who are kind of his surrogate children are going more to her for help now than to him
1: yeah and she, yeah she's very confident at a at her job and everything mm-hmm. and at. Uh, yeah ted doesn't particularly like that because they're not coming to him now and yep. yeah it's kind of great
0: it is uh roy kent continues to be absolutely hilarious yes. we see that he doesn't want to take a pundit job like most uh athletes like him usually do he's uh what is it coaching his nieces uh what is it girls football league and i love it the mother's like now roy you can't call them little cunts even if they're acting like him. you can't do that <laughs> and i'm like that's fucking funny and very british i like that a lot
1: <laughs> i like i like at the end as well how they go they go on the, um that double date with the the boss lady oh. and, and um and how he has that like outburst but it's like you can't don't just settle for fine you gotta, yeah. you gotta find someone that hits you like a lightning bolt
0: yeah i'm like wow holy shit this guy is great <laughs> and then they bring back a thing from season one i didn't think they'd remember to bring back and that is oh yeah he does yoga with yeah. like 15 year uh, 50 year old divorcees who yeah. don't know who he is yeah
1: and he's there watching the bachelor or something with them because jamie's yep. on it
0: because <laughs> jamie is on i'm like oh that's interesting and he's having feelings of like you know am i am i officially old now am i the old one <laughs> It's, it's a very good show. Very funny show. Very uh, we good. had Bad Patch this week, too. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. An episode that, is- that I, because uh, I'm in all the forums and everything, uh, that introduced Star Wars fans to what filler is, apparently. This is the episode where oh, they, yeah. they collectively shat their pants because they found out what filler was and and think it's never the worst that thing episode. ever. Yeah, yeah, so they'd act like it's never been done before. I didn't find anything you know too bad about this episode was interesting very lord of the rings inspired minds of moria sort of inspired
0: now did you mention i i love that it was a gangland episode all about like different crime factions moving their space blow yep i like that it made the pikes genuinely scary again after like clone wars and everything where they kind of get punked out by the jedi all the time Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Here they're like, no, 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 there's still the space cartel, there's still space Escobar, (laughs) and even the Bad Batch like, oh, we probably shouldn't cross these guys or they'll keep coming at us until we're all dead.
1: Yeah.
0: And they cut off that dude's horn, that was pretty fucking metal. That was pretty cool was pretty goddamn good which i'm like hey uh from rebels he had his horn cut off too is that like a thing in devorian culture if you get a horn cut off is that like getting a finger cut off so people know not to trust you (laughs) yes
1: yakuza thing yeah
0: (laughs) yeah is it like one of those things i really wondered yeah you've been making your way through yakuza haven't you
1: yes i have yeah yakuza what a
0: what a wonderful fucking acid trip that series is isn't it it's pretty great it's pretty great i love it that it's like a series about the japanese underworld that feels like it was written by members of the japanese underworld <laughs> not in that it is like accurate it's very accurate in some regards but in the way that it completely changes up the image of the yakuza where it's like no the yakuza isn't about crime and you know money laundering and everything else it's about love and family and brotherhood <laughs> <laughs> that is what the yakuza is about
1: <laughs> and, 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 and ridiculous like parking lot fights. <laughs>
0: also that every two minutes like again there gets to be points later in the series where like guys are just like teary-eyed talking about how much they love the yakuza and how yakuza is family in an anime and i'm just like goddamn they 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 know what they're talking about still right we're all talking about the same (laughs) thing yakuza and metal gear are both on that side of like this is insane bollocks on one hand and yet is completely utterly like you know sincere on the other hand (laughs) Yeah. O- only those two series, I think, have been able to truly balance that act of, like, this is ridiculous. This is actually sincere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's good. I- I'm glad you finally joined the party. Now, I was trying to remember which ones I played. I played one on the PS2 originally. That was the only one with the dub. I played, uh, what is it, all of three, four. I don't think I finished five. I never started six and uh was oh i played zero of course and i <laughs> haven't played the new one like a dragon because i wanted to get that for the new console if i can ever get it
1: yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm making my way through the entire series i'm gonna do kuwami 2 next and then yakuza 0.
0: nice nice yeah i still need to play kuwami 2 as well because i never played 2 originally because that was in that weird space in between the ps2 and the ps3 and like you had to actually hunt down yakuza 2 because it was like a weird import item yeah yeah So uh, I guess with that, we can hop into the news this week, everyone. And uh, I'll tell you right now before Matt has to do some cuts later, uh, we're going to try something different. I know I had mentioned on episodes past that you know if I saw a number fluctuation uh, on the YouTube channel, we were going to try maybe just chopping out the news segment and putting that up or just uh, chopping the comic segment and putting that up. You're still going to be able to get the whole show if you're a patron in both audio and audio and video format and of course it's always going to be up uh, on audio just later but yeah if you want to watch it all together this week you're going to need to pay uh, be a patron if you want the video version because we're going to experiment with this and see if it works and uh, hopefully yeah. it does yeah because uh, I, I don't know if you n- not to get too you know chicken little the sky is falling but if you've seen the numbers on my channel this week it
1: was a bad week <laughs> for Joel. i think it was a bad week for everyone
0: I think so, too. That's the general consensus. But, yeah, YouTube definitely seems to be favoring the shorter, snappier, uh, what is it, content. So we're going to try and do that now. Yep. And with that, everyone, we can hop on over to the news. It's that special time. Again, Matt, it's time for a Comic Multiverse News Brief. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a number of stories here. First up, uh, Luke Cage is going to be getting himself a brand new miniseries. This is a three-parter. It's called City on Fire.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: It has been a long time for Luke Cage. It felt like, you know, they were really all in on Cage for the longest time when he had a show and Netflix and everything. And then mm-hmm. when that dried up, they're like, eh, maybe we don't care about you near as much anymore.
1: Yeah, he hasn't really appeared in all that much since
0: no i can't think of the last thing he's been in and again we have all these multiple avengers books going on right now but no place for luke cage yeah
1: his he hasn't even appeared in like daredevil or anything
0: uh he he has in zadarsky's Daredevil, but only in the beginning and very briefly yeah yeah he was like the sounding board for matt when he thought he killed somebody Mm -hmm. now uh the writer on this one is very interesting it's Ho Chi anderson Uh, who is a very prolific writer in his Mm -hmm. own right. I'm sure some people are like, well, I've never heard of him before. Uh, I think he's most famously well-known for actually being a biographer for Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that should tell you where he's coming from. The general uh, story that I can glean from the solicitation from City on Fire uh, should actually sound pretty familiar if you're reading uh, Batman right now because apparently New York City deputizes some crazy killer super cops. Yep. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Again, you know that. Well, that sounds a little uh, realistic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of kill crazy super cops in New York City. And again, I'm. Uh, again, we can see the what is it reflection of Wilson Fisk on here, which I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, Fisk. Fisk is still mayor, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Feels feels like the uh, he doesn't do as much evil stuff as mayor as you would think he would. That he's really drowned in the admin of it all. Yeah. But yeah, these uh these new crazy super cops that Fisk uh, deputizes end up going crazy, and it's up to Luke Cage. <laughs> of course, Cage
1: they end up going me. crazy.
0: I know, right? Come on, <laughs> that, that that feels like, hey, if our crazy super cops don't go nuts and turn on you, you get your money back. <laughs> that's that's our freaking uh what is it guarantee here at Simon Sade Industries? Our peacekeepers will go nuts. <laughs> so really this is kind of the perfect story for luke cage and uh yeah i'm very excited for this and at three issues uh it seems like this is going to be really uh pointed
1: yeah yeah I, again i like i like it when we get like mini series that are like three issues or six issues very you know to the point concise
0: yeah don't don't overstay your welcome sometimes yeah. you only need three issues to tell a really good story how yeah. some classic stories are very short days of future passes is two issues people forget yep. that yep so yeah, I'm all on board with this. This looks good. I uh, can't wait to check in with Luke Cage and see what he's been doing.
1: Definitely. When does this book come out?
0: Uh, fairly soon. I think in the next couple months, actually. Like
1: August, September, or something.
0: Yeah, I want to say. Okay. Probably, probably September. Probably not August, but yeah, yeah, probably then. Uh, but hey, we're not done yet with brand new uh, Marvel titles. Uh, that you can get. Uh, Blade is getting a special issue. Uh, as a tie into the bigger Darkhold event, which we've talked about, is going to you know, be involving uh, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch and everything in the fight for the big crazy book that everyone wants. And the story behind this one is is that it's going to see Blade become like the king of an old vampire world.
1: Nice. I really, I just, I want them just to go back to doing that. The whole story with him being the sheriff of Chernobyl. Cause I because mean, they yeah. kind of left that off at the end, just they before did. they went into Heroes Reborn, and now they're dealing with all this other stuff with She-Hulk.
0: This this seems like a promotion, you know. You start off as vampire sheriff, and then eventually you become vampire king, king vampire yeah. middle management in the middle there, but eventually you become vampire <laughs> king. This uh this is interesting too, because obviously you know we've got a brand new like Blade. Uh, is, is it a movie or a TV show that's coming down the pipeline? Movie. Movie, see, it's so freaking hard now in this new age of Marvel to keep track of. Wait, what's a movie and what's a TV show anymore? <laughs> They're all one in the same. I, I literally had someone, I shit you not, uh, ask me, oh hey, when does the new uh, episode of Black Widow come out? I'm like, that was a movie. That was a big long movie. Oh well, I watched it in parts. Oh well, there you go. That was a movie. <laughs> yes, they still make movies. It's not all TV shows anymore. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, this is going to be connected to that. It's interesting because, you know, Blade, as you said, has been on the Avengers. They've been making sure that he stays nice and relevant in the public eye. But they have yet to pull the trigger on him and give him a full new book yet.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been weird. I know there was like not too long ago. Remember, there was that that pitch. I can't remember who the writer was for it. But there was that pitch where it had been him and it had involved his like daughter oh and that was everyone... tim sealy several that's years it. ago that's the one yeah i remember yep. that almost almost very got off the ground but it never did
0: they, they were all ready to go yeah. with that in fact uh what is it sealy talked about it quite candidly where his general consensus was where it's like yeah you know a lot of people talk to me and you know they felt like you know maybe a white guy shouldn't be telling the next story of the next generation of Blade and his daughter and he uh he, he kind of seemed cool with it and everything though hilariously we kind of saw people come full circle on that and they're like wait why why did we shout that down we could have we could have had a brand new character in Blade's daughter right now we literally <laughs> shrunk the number of like African-American characters in Marvel Comics and now Miss Marvel and Miles Morales and Sam Alexander are three- out of here we could we could have had a vampire hunter on that team what the (laughs) fuck were we doing everybody
1: i know i know
0: again it's a perfect example of like hey just because a white guy writes it initially doesn't mean they're going to keep writing it afterwards
1: no no, not at all not at all other people would probably take that character and run with it
0: you know what it is people brought up ironheart in this where it's like look you know that bendis ironheart's dead Eh, not great but you know when uh ayala took over it then it was pretty cool yeah so all you need is the right uh person for the right story but yeah so i'm imagining if blade is getting special standalone issues to himself now it's only a matter of time before we eventually get the blade standalone series probably closer to his movie if you want to know more about that just look at moon knight
1: yeah they're probably getting ready to do one for his movie whenever that comes out
0: and don't worry everyone we'll talk about the new moon knight when we get to it yeah now, uh, moving on from there. Hey, Matt, you, you hear about these Eternals? Yeah, you, you, you hear about them? you seen them?
1: I do, I do. I've, I've been reading their book.
0: You have been? I, I haven't been reading it yet, but you've been reading it and quite enjoying it. Well, <laughs> guess what? Uh, that book is getting some supplemental material because we're getting the Eternals Celestia, which uh, seems to exist for the purpose of reintroducing Ajax and Makari as <laughs> two ladies closer to their movie counterparts now. Yep. So there you go. And it looks like they're fighting the Avengers uh, BC, which is also kind of cool. Cause it's like, yeah, now that you're reintroducing the Eternals and now that Aaron has introduced the idea of the original, you know, progenitor of the Avengers team, you're going to have to explain how and why these groups uh, crossed paths. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I, I did actually think about that. Like when the book, uh, when the uh, Eternals book did start, I'm like, hey, are we going to get like crossovers between these guys? Cause these guys existed kind of at the same time and yeah i guess we are
0: absolutely uh do you think uh what is it that maybe this is them uh seeding ground to to be like yeah hey you know the eternals it's how we're going to explain the past of the marvel cinematic universe you like them avengers bc should we maybe try and work them in here somewhere because we could <laughs> into the movies yeah i mean maybe maybe i i yeah. don't know i don't know. We, we have all the working parts i mean i i think a turtles is going to be complex enough as it is when they're setting up all this different uh timeline stuff and everything yeah yeah but uh, hey, it, it could work, and I also love the idea where they're just like, look, they're ladies in the movie, so they're ladies in the comics now. They could be whatever they want because they're constantly being reborn. Here you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was built into the Kieran Gillen Run where they could, sure well, when they're reborn, they can choose their form and they can choose whatever form they they think. It's they get mm-hmm. character customization basically.
0: <laughs> they're playing with all the all the codes turned on. Yeah, yeah. I like this too because it's like I, I truly believe no one actually knows as much about the Eternals as they claim to. So they could literally have just done this, and I wonder how many people would have noticed. Like I'm sure half the people who saw this Eternal things like I didn't even know they were different.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So there you go. You get some more Eternals love. I will have to go and read that Karen Gillan run before I see the it's, movie. It's just great. because it's great. It's yeah, even yeah. I mean they didn't they didn't put no slouch on it. That's for sure. No uh more marvel news coming down the pipeline there was a very marvel centric week in the world of news uh marvel voices that very cool anthology series that they do uh, highlighting uh different writers and artists of different walks of life they just announced what the next one is going to be and it's going to be uh a uh, com- comina das uh, to celebrate basically hispanic heroes is what it is it's all the different hispanic voices and heroes
1: yeah and we got a cool cover here from joe casada
0: yeah most definitely there which yeah makes sense Casada, why he uh would take point on this one we got Robbie Reyes we got the White Tiger we got Miles Morales who I love getting to see Miles Morales featured here where it's like yes I'm actually biracial I am both black and hispanic you yeah. can be two things yeah it's and great one does not detract from the other uh Kelly Frederick saying there, Superman R&B Night were my fave this week oh we'll be talking about those don't you worry definitely be talking thing. about them yeah. So this is cool. I like that these exist. I've only been able to read a couple of these uh, Marvel voices things, but the ones I've read have been really good. I love they did uh, the Native American one, too, mm-hmm. uh, for characters like Danny Moonstar and everything. I think it's cool. I think everyone should get their own. It is cool. Uh, to, yeah, to see themselves represented on the comic page. And also, it's a celebration of all just the diverse talent that are in comics yeah. right now that you can fill up a whole anthology book.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty stacked uh, writer and artist yeah uh, mm-hmm log lines as well
0: most definitely most definitely uh now from there we got some uh what is it news on the tv streaming front of things and this is actually an evolution of a story that we've been following for a while now. i guess you could probably call this the top story because i know it's something that everyone is talking about and that is uh michael b jordan uh it finally came out this week was finally announced that he is indeed developing a superman project for hbo max and it is going to be uh featuring val zod
1: yeah kind of like i think what we thought was going to happen anyway but it's interesting to note as well that this is for hbo max and it's it's interesting because yeah. they i think wb announced there'd be like 20 something odd films coming to mm. hbo max over the next couple of years and i couldn't help but think it was like over half of them are going to be dc movies
0: i mean as you would hope so with it being uh, uh alman asking their thoughts on the rumors of d'onofrio and kingpin returning to the hawkeye series uh it'd be nice wouldn't it i don't think
1: it, again it's just a rumor because he liked to post on instagram yeah. or something again can't really put too much faith in those sorts of things
0: I, I mean hey wishful thinking it would certainly be nice but i mean hawkeye already sounds like it's going to be a stacked show already yeah yeah with Kate Bishop and Yelena and everything else on it. It's like, careful now, don't put too many things don't put Too in it. many on there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also Hawkeye's in the show, apparently. Oh, <laughs>
1: really? Oh,
0: wow. Awesome. I know, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to this uh, Michael B. Jordan thing. What is particularly interesting about this story is they say he's developing it maybe he'll star in it so he hasn't fully committed to even starring in it yet which i find very interesting you know what that communicates to me matt i i i I have a little like conspiracy tinfoil hat theory time (laughs) what's that he's not committing fully to be val zod for hbo max because he's hoping maybe marvel disney isn't sure yet what they're gonna do with the future of black panther and they're like uh maybe we can't trust shuri the sister Maybe we need to contrive a reason for why he needs to come back from the dead.
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I could see that. Maybe as well as that, he just doesn't want to take on that role because that's the pretty big role,
0: yeah, like pretty big the, role. Su- the, really the big. first
1: black Superman on live action. You know,
0: yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of people looking uh what is it in your direction i do like the idea of it being a series though
1: yeah that's that's pretty cool especially if it's uh or it's especially if they end up doing it like like it's earth 2
0: yeah you know yeah because then you get all the different earth tubers we were we were big boosters of the new 52 earth 2 comic book that i feel has lied mostly forgotten
1: yeah oh, oh i i'm hoping that this gets made and uh my complete comic collection of them uh all my single <laughs> issues go up in value i've, I've, I've got and I've, they're all signed by tom taylor as well
0: Oh, Matt, you naughty, naughty speculator! You normally—I'd normally say you're ruining the comic industry, but that's fine. This is okay. You get a pass. Everybody gets one <laughs> because this is actually something that deserves to be speculated because it's actually something kind of old and kind of forgotten. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wonder, you know, when they're developing it, because you know, will they stick true to the original Valzod stories of Earth Two, or will they completely upend it? and do their own thing because i liked Balzod's story like we don't meet him until fairly late into earth 2 as and, a run and then
1: and that's why i think it won't be similar to what it is because you need to have that like the stuff the, all the stuff before him before in, yeah. in bringing him in
0: right now as people are saying too so you know this means that they're doing this and also Coates is doing a superman movie (laughs) thing as well so we're getting getting both these projects at the same time could this possibly mean we're gonna get a val zod project and a president calvin ellis project at the same time i'd be fine with that i'd be fine with it too and also as i said before at the top of the show bad people would Friggin' their heads would explode over the concept
1: <laughs> can we get they- sunshine superman as well
0: oh yes please <laughs> i was just thinking about sunshine superman the other day because i because i was writing a video on this topic when it only got bigger i'm like oh yeah, sunshine superman morrison did another black superman didn't he <laughs> of the love syndicate he's got a big beautiful afro yeah <laughs> love love that guy but uh yeah so no matter what type of superman fan you are get ready because looks like you're going to be getting a lot of love in the the next little bit The cup
1: runneth over
0: yeah it's like warner brothers finally remembered hey you know this superman guy
1: it's like it's like it's like like a contract of a certain filmmaker ran out and they can now do whatever the fuck they want and they're seeing they're seeing on tv uh like uh what effect superman is having when you get him right
0: exactly they're seeing that you know big ups to superman and lois for all the good stuff that show is doing and also too i think they're seeing you know maybe this is the uh what is it the ripple effects of the disney plus shows where it's like oh you can actually have more time to tell these stories
1: yeah yeah oh if you put like a big budget on these on these streaming services people will actually watch
0: them people will watch them yeah well i mean we have a service so we should probably put stuff on there that people want to watch yeah so there you go uh now our last piece of news here actually involves the comics yet again uh the icer awards were announced uh this week uh the winners they were which surprised me i'm like wait wait people already won it but i I didn't hear the announcements wait it's already over (laughs) what
1: surprised me was that comic-con at home was happening
0: (laughs) man this is this is the weirdest remember when
1: this used to be like the big event
0: yeah and now no one gives a shit anymore this is this is totally just life under quarantine life during pandemic where it's like what do you mean that already came and went what do you mean i didn't hear anything about it
1: again the pandemic showing that like we don't need kind of need these things to, to uh find out about all these big new things that are coming out
0: and that things are only big when we you know we put that will into them when we will them into existence uh some of the big winners uh at the show i thought i should bring up because it's stuff we've talked about on the show before and really enjoyed uh superman's pal jimmy olsen won big at the show i'm
1: so glad it did i loved that
0: series i think it walked away with two i think it walked away with best mini series and best comedy series yep uh, Black Widow by Kelly Thompson picked up an award, which I have not been reading, and now I feel like a goober for not reading, and I'm it's like, very well, very surprising.
1: Shit,
0: I, yeah, I'm like, well, shit, I guess I better go read it then. Yeah. If it's now the Eisner Award-winning Black Widow series. uh, Superman Smashes the Clan also picked up big, because of course it did. Mm-hmm. Because it's just excellent and so good. I think it actually picked up, like, best educational comic best yeah. like you know comic for kids under a certain age and i'm <laughs> like as yes, it really should makes sense yep it's perfect for that and uh gene luen yang uh his dragon basketball dragon hoop series also won as well so he picked up two awards
1: yep ed brubaker won one for uh, his excellent western pulp
0: yeah which i saw you review actually i'm like yeah. oh brubaker did a western i, yeah, I, know I
1: reviewed it, it when it originally came out and oh it's it's excellent it's like uh, western mixed with
0: like the untouchables Mm. mixed with like nazis Mm. you're you're saying all the things i like matt (laughs) uh one of the other big awards there was uh for best writer in a superhero series which was tynan james tynan ended up Mm -hmm. picking up i think his very first eisner
1: yes i think
0: so and he won the top prize which really you couldn't really argue it going to anyone else because obviously he's been killing it on batman and joker and he's had like two different horror series that are going on right now house in the lake i
1: read the first issue not too long ago and it's excellent
0: yeah that's just blowing the fuck up like he his work was unescapable this year and like he's in that weird like special sweet spot that most comic writers don't get where it's like you're getting the money and the praise for writing like the biggest superhero books in batman and joker and then you're also getting the super cool like Mm -hmm. underground indie horror praise at the same time so like yeah freaking uh tynan tynan's bulletproof this was like ty like what zadarsky was a couple years ago tynan was this year
1: yeah exactly and i wouldn't be surprised if next year we end up seeing joshua Williamson uh somewhere on there since he's he's picking up steam
0: this is this is definitely looking like williamson's year no doubt about it yeah yeah so congratulations to all those winners Uh, again we love uh so many of those books so it's super cool to uh get to see them honored and everything and Tynan especially seemed super touched and super honored on twitter uh when he won and everything which goes to show that he really didn't think he was going (laughs) to win
1: i'm just glad that it was uh, a list of a list of winners that like weren't like like last year's where they were all like oh yeah of course that guy won because it's like they did like something a bit pretentious or something or oh, it's tom king of course you know
0: yeah yeah this was a very close competition this mm-hmm. year this was anyone's race and yeah. i like it when it's like
1: yeah there were there are so many good books
0: totally totally uh again we were we were all stuck inside the last two years which means we've been doing a lot of reading but at least it was really good <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, there you go, everyone. There's another Comic Multiverse news brief. <laughs> and uh, with that, we can hop on over to what we read this week. This is our Comic Multiverse Week in Comics. It's where Matt and I talk about what we read, what we enjoyed. We don't cover everything, but we try and cover as much as we can. And oh, oh, it's so much fun, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. Uh, where where would we like to start with this uh, week in comics, Matt?
1: Uh, well, uh, let's start with uh, Grant Morrison's final DC book for a while, at least. Mm. Uh,
0: is it have have they said that that this he is he said he said that's
1: going to be his his last book, DC book for a little bit. He's going to go like, focus on some other stuff.
0: I, I, again, they, they, again they yeah yeah they. I, I, it's, it, it, it's a hard thing to unlearn because <laughs> we referred to morrison by a different pronoun for so many years yes. in their career it's good we're, we're gonna fuck it up and we're sorry about it we know just let the, it be there's known no right malice the jump. in it no there's no malice, but let, let it be known from the jump we know what the right thing to say is and we feel dumb when we get it wrong <laughs> But yeah so it's uh superman and the authority number one which is spinning out of the pages of what philip kennedy johnson is doing in action but you'd be remiss if you didn't know that because honestly this feels like you could pick it up not knowing any of that other stuff about war world and why yeah, he's putting the team together i think
1: that was the point of it i, th- I think so i think too. so new readers can uh come in and and write it, and i think that's why grant morrison did it that way
0: yeah absolutely in fact uh the the book begins with something that i think shocked the hell out of everyone and that is we get a flashback to superman meeting with kennedy which people are like wait can this happen is this a thing is this (laughs) did, did this really happen is superman you know calling on a memory that he has now because of you know death metal and everyone remembers everything now or what is going on
1: well it's alluded to that there's some type of time travel thing and maybe he was stuck in the past at some point right and uh and, and this was him yeah him meeting kennedy and kennedy basically saying hey you got to like help usher in the new generation and and uh secure the future for for the coming generations
0: it's a beautiful speech it's very new frontier isn't it yes
1: yeah yeah and very something like kennedy would say
0: absolutely i uh <laughs> i uh, love your cape there superman i love your <laughs> super words magic man <laughs> <laughs> Now, what's funny about that, too, is that uh, also in that scene, we see a picture of the JSA and we see Kennedy talking about, you know, all the good superheroes did during World War Two. I had another theory I want to run past you. Do we think Morrison, when they wrote this originally, this was supposed to be part of the fight? yeah, of the 5G timeline because also remember this week I I probably should have put this in the news there it actually like leaked out the actual complete timeline
1: and it, it the complete timeline looked fucking awesome
0: it looked okay yeah it's like look you know I thought I, it looked I, pretty cool. It, you know it's like i would have learned to deal with it eventually but i also would have had problems with it personally i enjoy the radical freedom of just do whatever the fuck <laughs> you want put it wherever mm-hmm. but uh, my, my theory is is that that timeline didn't leak out by accident that they leaked it out on <laughs> purpose because of this story specifically i could see that yeah because like again you know morrison the type of person they're busy they got lots of other you know stuff that they're working on and everything and you figure did they write this like long ago before they knew what this was going to be and where they were going to put it in to the greater continuity and that's why we get stuff like this and they're like no don't worry we'll just explain it later and even if it's weird that's fine it's Morrison; people expect it to be weird
1: that's true yeah again like you said this could just come off as like yeah uh, something he remembers thanks to infinite frontier and
0: everything like he remembers meeting
1: meeting kennedy yeah
0: (laughs) that's my headcanon for it he remembered meeting kennedy at some point in his multiple different memories that superman has uh but beyond that this is actually probably one of the most laser focused morrison stories we've had in a long time and i love the way uh that they focus on manchester black and that manchester black is the first one to be recruited into this new yeah. superman team
1: yeah it's very uh uh linear uh, is, mm. is what i'd say like grant morrison they usually like uh it's usually kind of all over the place in terms of like Uh, where the story takes place but yeah this is like a beginning middle and an end
0: absolutely yeah uh it's just so much fun to see you know manchester black and superman play off each other they're kind of this ultimate odd couple you know one is really cynical and nihilistic one's really hopeful and optimistic and yet it's cool to see superman choose manchester black because it's like look you know you were never afraid to check me on everything i was doing you know because you have ideals and i think that you know because you have ideals maybe you have the chance to be a hero if i give you a second chance
1: again it's like the most superman thing to do for him to try and reform one of his greatest villains who uh, like is a person who vehemently hates him Mm -hmm. and everything he stands for and if he can change that one person then he's succeeded basically
0: yeah he's He's made the world a better place. he turned he's turned a foe into a friend. It really it, it nails something that I think Morrison is so great at when it comes to writing Superman. We saw it all over All- star Superman, and we see it here this in this book too, this utopian ideal that superman has where it's like i can make the world a better place through my actions and through my power and it doesn't you know start with me with my strength and moving suns and punching planets and everything it starts with me getting through to this one guy
1: yeah talking
0: yeah just talking to him and you know of course manchester black is all piss and vinegar and doesn't want any part of it but eventually sees the light and comes around in his own messed up way yeah yeah they, they also don't explain how Manchester Black isn't a cow anymore, but whatever.
1: And Infinite Frontier, remember, it changed people back know, to what they were. Right. Man, people that, right. I, keep getting, I kept getting comments about that from people who were, had read Infinite Frontier, and I'm like, you really forgot about that, didn't you?
0: Yeah, wow, you're absolutely right. Man, holy shit, Infinite Frontier number two does such a fucking excellent job patching yeah. over any continuity problem by saying, yeah. no, reset, everything got reset. Yeah. It got reset, some people remember, some people don't. Yep it's as simple as that i'm like goddamn, that is and so that's, and that's a story plot
1: because they have to find out who remembers and who doesn't
0: that's so fu- again joshua fucking williamson man
1: yeah i told you this year's gonna be his year he did it he fuck he fucking did it and
0: he made it look easy <laughs> again I-, I hope williamson hears that you know if one thing we say from this show gets back to him he fucking did it man he did the goddamn impossible <laughs> and he made it look easy but uh, yeah this uh, this book's off to a great start this is this is everything i want from a morrison superman title yeah,
1: yeah absolutely it's so good i can and i can't wait to the next uh issue which they've they actually had to like postpone a couple of the issues for i have for some reason
0: i don't know why mm-hmm. so we're not getting the next
1: issue for like another month
0: do you, do you think maybe they're cleaning up some of that timeline stuff yeah. where they're like uh maybe we should go back <laughs> maybe yeah possibly know maybe some small changes here there Uh, i'm really interested you know with this being the template now of you know superman trying to redeem people i can't wait to see him you know meet up with enchantress and midnighter and everyone else because i want to know you know what does superman see in them specifically
1: yeah well as well we we learned that uh manchester is the one who recruited them yeah so so yeah superman has doesn't know who's on the actual team yet
0: yeah they were all in his phone yeah yeah uh jace jensen asking here does that mean tim drake was red robin then because of infinite frontier uh i don't know tim tim drake seems to exist in a weird fucking place doesn't he
1: he's robin at the moment
0: he is true in the excellent nightwing book that we'll also talk about yeah so we'll get back to it 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 resets everything jace but only to a certain it it resets the things that we want and we forgot about the things we forgot about
1: again like you said it's the right it's up to the writers to decide what what is going to be reset and whatnot because they have that they have that uh freedom
0: you know what it is it's it's like that joke from family guy with spider-man everybody gets one you get one eh, because (laughs) you get one universe got reset use it well because once you use it you can't use it again (laughs) it's like an awesome power up in a video game you got to save that to the final boss fight till when you (laughs) really need it hey does that mean reverse flash is back now does he get to be reinstated because the universe got flipped upside down i mean it's
1: possible they could even they could do that i don't think they'll do that now because wally is technically the flash they'll focus on his villains and stuff but true i mean yeah i I could see that he him coming back because i mean yeah things have been reset so yeah
0: it's fine he comes back as a black lantern (laughs) wouldn't that be some shit joshua williamson yeah he's a black lantern now (laughs) (laughs) because why not uh i guess moving on from there the other big new number one this week because we had two really sizable number ones this week uh was moon knight from jed mckay
1: yeah uh a very different moon knight well well, yes i say different but then not really
0: it's you know it is it's it's every moon night it's every yeah. moon night we've seen before all in one he's fighting vampires and paranormal creatures he's being a street level hero he's dealing you know with a psychiatrist and talking about his issues he's also you know fighting other evil agents of conscience like this is this is the last four moon night attempts all put together the <laughs> the only thing it's missing is the jeff lemire maybe the reality i'm in isn't really reality <laughs> But beyond that, like Jed McKay's just like, okay, let me crystallize all these other runs into one thing, which will also probably be how the show is going to behave.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think, uh, Oscar Isaac's is going to be playing all the, all the roles. <laughs>
0: We, uh, we see Moon Knight, he set up a brand new base of operations, the Moonlight Mission, mm-hmm. which is basically like a church outreach program where, you know, he does the A-team thing and helps people with their problems in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, and those problems can be anything from vampires trying to kidnap people from the neighborhood to turn into other vampires and start vampire pos- Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes. I fucking schemes.
0: loved that, a vampire pyramid scheme. <laughs> i'm glad he killed them
1: yeah and uh and vermin uh v- v- vermins
0: yeah multiple ever since hunted there's more than one i'm glad someone remembered that
1: yeah yeah they also remembered uh because this series is, is like the the jumping off point for this series is the recent avengers run where yes. uh, where Conchu went rogue and tried to take over the world
0: <laughs> yes which i didn't read the end of that story but this one tells you yeah he was imprisoned by the Aesir god so he's mm-hmm. not dead but Moon Knight is cut off from his god now, and Mark Spector's like, well, my god's gone, which means I'm the highest-ranking member of the church, so I can do whatever the fuck I want.
1: Well, not only that, he, he as is explored with his uh, therapist here, he, he, he believes in the god, but then also doesn't believe in the god, like, doesn't believe what Conchu wants, because he's a, he's a heretic. Yeah, yeah, but he'll still, like, serve them as, like, the high priest of Conchu and the, the, the right hand of Konshu and everything
0: yes, I, I can, you know, do religion my way, I can do whatever I want to help the people, and that ends up having some real, you know, negative ripple effects, because it's like, hey, you always are called the fist of Khonshu, right, which means, you know, you're his hand and everything. The thing about hands is you usually have two, right, and we are introduced to the left hand of Khonshu in this issue.
1: Yeah, do- Dr. Badir, who's moved into the neighborhood and set up a clinic, which is all Probably just a cover, um, yeah. but as he uh, ends up coming after Moon Knight because of what he's—he's he's a heretic. He's—he's he's slighted his gods, so now he's got to deal with the Right Hand.
0: he's strayed from the path and everything. I—I love badir Doesn't even really fuck around when he meets no. Moon Knight for the first time. It's like, yeah, I'm part of the Moon Cult too. Yeah, I'm from a, uh, what is it, a head office, and I'm here to give you a peer evaluation. <laughs> and that Spectre's just like, meh, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, fuck this guy.
0: Yeah, he's just like, whatever, I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing. This th- this was my first Jed McKay book that I had read. I know apparently he's been killing it on, like, Black Cat. the Black fact Cat. That there's a Bla- yeah, the fact that there's a Black Cat book that people are really interested in now goes to tell you how good it is. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to double back and read that. I wonder, you think we'll see some crossover? you think we'll see Felicia show up here? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't doubt it either. But, uh, yeah, this was a really solid uh, – re-debut for moon knight i know he's had several re-debuts over the years but i think i think because of the tv show and you know all the interest around it this is going to be the one that sticks
1: yeah it's going to stay around for quite a while at least until the tv show ends
0: yeah the the book also looks fucking awesome too it
1: does it looks really good
0: It's a beautiful, beautiful book. Every image of Moon Knight looks like a million bucks. Looks like it could be its own poster. And also... I love that
1: Moon Knight is like whenever he appears on page, he's like uh, covered in the glow of the moon. Mm -hmm, That like mm -hmm. blue, nice glow. It's really nice.
0: It's a really nice touch. Also, Moon Knight, not afraid to ice, motherfuckers. No, no. He's killing people left, right, and center. Yeah, mostly they're vampires and monsters and everything, but he's still killing people. Yep. Not cutting people's faces off, though. I love 8-Ball who's stealing Oxycontin. It's like, please don't cut my face off, Moon Knight. I
1: like that, 8-Ball stealing Oxycontin.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a what a goddamn loser. <laughs> Look, I need the Oxycontin from the last time a superhero beat me up. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. It's very painful to be a supervillain, you don't know. I, I love that that's a running joke now in Moon Knight too. that he cuts people's faces off. Oh, one time I did that. Yeah but it's one of the only things we know about you moon knight yeah yeah i know Yeah,
1: hopefully he goes after dracula for his fucking money
0: yeah when's that gonna be a story i agree where's my fucking money dracula you punk ass vampire oh you got a whole vampire nation now in chernobyl but you can't fucking pay me you big nerd <laughs> fucking dracula i mean he's fighting vampires so there's a good chance yeah
1: i was waiting for that as well in that issue yeah
0: any any day now <laughs> goddamn vampires not paying their debts but uh yeah moon moon night is pretty solid and i'm definitely gonna keep up with this one definitely uh what else did you have this week matt
1: uh well i had number one and that was blue and gold issue one
0: oh yes i almost picked this up but i'm just like okay i, I can't pick up another new book now i have so <laughs> many old ones i need to catch up on uh how is this i know you and i were tentatively excited about this we love the characters but we're just like oh geez you know Jergens now in 2021 he's, he's an old man trying to be hip and trendy well
1: it doesn't come off like that it doesn't come off like a boomer trying to do the whole fellow kids sort of thing it actually comes off as like quite you know modern really yeah well, and, and it makes sense because uh the characters uh, uh have an o- organic extension of what they were from the 90s so like in the 90s you had booster gold who was all about you know the, the product deals and the mm-hmm. branding and he's uh organically moved that into the current year which is streaming and <laughs> TikToks and stuff Of because um, the issue starts with booster gold live streaming his flight against an alien ship in new york <laughs> and um he's 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 upset because the alien ship's broadcasting his signal that's disrupting his stream <laughs> bitrate and everything and um he, he he ends up destroying it and streaming to everyone and he's like e-begging and everything telling people to like go use his cash app and whatnot um
0: and he one my only fans yeah
1: he he's uh battling this alien ship because it's Captured the Justice League, and he hopes that in uh, rescuing them, they'll offer him a place on the Justice League, and he'll finally uh. get the big payday he wants. Um, uh, and uh, he ends up getting captured, so Skeets ends up going to find Ted Cord, um, who's uh, at his father's uh, cemetery in the cemetery visiting his father, and he doesn't—he's really unsure about being Blue Beetle again because of his heart condition and oh. ev- and everything. Um, but. Uh, skeets convinces him to come and help michael one one final time and he ends up doing that and they end up just teaming up to save the justice league and they save save the justice league and the justice league are really uh really surprised at how well they handle the situation uh but instead of offering them both a position on the justice league they only offer ted a position of
0: course because he's more trustworthy yeah
1: but but ted ted declines that nah i'm not gonna go unless you take us both Um, because
0: he's a real bro
1: so but he doesn't tell um uh booster any of that they actually get booster out of the out of the conversation by having black adam take him and like uh deal with like the rubble of the the ship and everything
0: nice continuity that black adam is a member of the team now
1: yeah um so yeah they end up setting up they end up deciding they're gonna deal with like all of the all of the cases and like the crimes and stuff that uh uh that don't that go unnoticed by like the batmans and the supermans and everything and they're going to set up an agency where people can come to them with their problems and oh, the, the like issue the issue ends with them sort of debating about like what to call it whether it be blue or gold or gold or blue mm. or, or or something like that and then then there's also like the plot with the alien ship and how that was actually owned by like an alien race that thinks they own the earth <laughs> and everyone on the earth is like their slaves um so they're like they're targeting uh blue beetle and booster gold for their attack on the ship
0: Ooh, well that sounds really good actually yeah
1: i i was absolutely surprised that like dan jurgens was actually able to handle it like this because yeah as you said i was kind of worried it'd be kind of like a bit of a boomer sort of like dealing with the tiktoks and the and the facebook's and whatnot
0: because it's like look we all wanted a blue and gold reunion but we wanted it like 20 years ago (laughs) yeah I, I I'm glad he didn't miss a step. I'm glad you know we can put him in that group of writers who's like, nope, still got it. Yep,
1: and I, I, it good. makes sense. Booster Gold's a character he created, so it would make sense he would kind of understand that.
0: Yeah, and where he would be at these days, man, friggin' Booster Gold, the streamer, TikToker, he he would just be the most annoying, wouldn't he, if he was real?
1: Yeah, again, it's an organic uh extension of how he started out looking for like brand deals and sponsorships and that this is the new version of
0: that yeah yeah i guess it is isn't it <laughs> hey you know what uh one blue superhero deserves another uh because i had nightwing this week number 82 yeah yeah the big origin of melinda zuko the character who we found out in the last issue just so happens to be dick grayson's half sister dun dun dum. <laughs> And Taylor handles this one really well because I think there was a lot of fear where it's like, oh no, forgotten siblings, oh no, there's so many bad places this could go. <laughs> uh, uh, Kelly Frederick in the chat says, where was the last place you guys saw Jaime Reyes? Uh, that evil inverted Secret Six Batman who laughs story that totally sucked. That yeah, one. Yeah,
1: yeah, a while ago, a long time ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Jaime is, uh, what is it, holding his head low after that one and trying to recover <laughs> from that one. Hoping everyone forgets. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor guy. Uh, but yeah, Nightwing, so this is the big origin of his half-sister. And God damn it, Tom Taylor, you figured it out. You were able to do a secret half-sibling storyline, but, you know, not make uh, John Grayson and the Flying Graysons look like shit in the process.
1: Oh, yay. Awesome. <laughs>
0: If uh, anything, they actually become more heroic now because they take in, basically, uh, Tony Zuko's uh, mail-order bride.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Who ran away to join the circus, you know, before, <laughs> uh, what is it, John and Mary Grayson were actually officially a couple. Nice. Yeah, so they were together just long enough to father a child together, and because Zuko is a total egomaniac, he let all the other mobsters think it was his kid when it was actually John's. <laughs> yeah and uh what is it freaking dick meets melinda's mom and she's like oh wow you look exactly like your father holy shit and they have a very sweet little heart to heart where she's like did you did you have a good life dick did you have people who love you and he's like yeah yeah i did and you know he's thinking about and you know he's thinking about alfred and bruce and everything i'm like oh that's really sweet yeah oh that's cool In fact, there's a great bit there where Oracle's like, oh, shit, well, you didn't answer and you said you were unmasked. So I literally uh, activated the protocol, you know, the Omega protocol, which is I called in the Teen Titans and Batman to come and save you. (laughs) and it's so great because they're all like rushing there as fast as they can oracle's like no no it's fine it's fine half sister it's cool it's cool and they're (laughs) like okay and then they all turn around and go home they
1: all do u-turns yeah
0: (laughs) like oh man like a couple more seconds and they would have busted in and whooped your ass in a minute (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a good thing that didn't happen uh man that's funny uh, the chat's saying there, don't you think it's weird that Grayson took advantage of, you know, uh, what is it, a trafficked woman? Again, we didn't see the in-between. We saw her getting trafficked. We saw her running away from Zuko. She spent years in the circus that we never saw. Yeah,
1: I, we we actually might as well.
0: Yeah, for all you know, we might see it. Yes, I know that's a terrible trope when, you know, women who are victims of sexual violence run away and fall in love with the first person they see. I agree that sucks, but I don't think that was this. Yeah. This was this is lady runs away finds surrogate family in the circus and everything and a nice dude and again they they were like twenty three you know they were like you know young and happening people in whatever era that was
1: yeah
0: and then of course this becomes a big issue where it's like hey so does your mom know that you're a criminal <laughs> and you know she's about to explain herself and then we don't get the answer because uh, blockbuster and uh, the SWAT team end up breaking in. <laughs> uh Callie frederick asking better secret sister reveal uh melinda or teresa also zadarsky or taylor i know that was a nominated picking up the writer of the year would have been nice uh i mean you know friggin uh teresa got a whole story mm-hmm. uh what is it dedicated to herself that's actually finished and we can look back we've just met melinda now so we still don't know what her deal is i was just
1: about to say that yeah we we've only just got one issue of her
0: and, and hey, you, uh... Teresa's story i think is still
1: happening as well like yes still... it is yeah whatever nick spencer decides to do with that character
0: is she a chameleon is she a robot what the fuck is she who knows <laughs> we might never know but uh yeah nightwing continues to be great yeah awesome i'm i'm loving me some nightwing it's great you know taylor taylor can do no wrong you know he figures it out and he makes it work
1: yeah he's got a superman books starting this week
0: yes he does very excited for that one there superman son of khalil mm. so that should be good i actually just caught up on the last superman issue before this before we started nice yeah apparently uh they're collecting all of philip kennedy johnson's run in like one thing now because he ended up only really writing he one arc. yeah he
1: only superman. wrote one arc it was like a stop gap but he's, he's staying on on uh action comics
0: as you should because that seems to be where the real big stuff is happening yeah action's gonna be interesting now because it's like it's playing off these other books but like he's not writing them but they're all very connected i'll be interested to see how closely they all work together yeah uh what else did you have this week matt because uh, i only had like one other new book and everything else was just stuff from last week i was catching up on yeah um
1: well i had another new number one and that was shazam issue one.
0: Oh shit was that this week yeah this is, this is spinning out of that Titans Academy, right? I was afraid to pick this one yeah. up because I was so burned by Titans Academy. It's
1: actually good because this one actually has a main character.
0: Oh, goody. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no. So uh, it's Tim Sheridan writing this, uh, much like the uh, Titans Academy book. Um, and it deals with Billy uh, having to face uh, his biggest threat of all, and that is growing up. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and there's also... Uh, this idea that something has happened to the rock of eternity as dr fate explains in the issue that something has shifted it from the center of the multiverse into hell and it's and it's one of many it's one of many uh uh cosmic events that have happened uh which include the speed force barrier collapsing and the uh central power battery on Oa being destroyed Mm. So there's connecting all these and i think it has something to do with dark side of course um But yeah, because of that, Billy's powers are like very spotty, Uh, and as evidenced in the start of the issue where the Titans are all fighting Chemo in uh, New York, and his powers fail, and he ends up turning back into Billy uh, while dealing with the villain, and he has to be rescued. And we find out that it's because it's uh, the Rock of Eternity is in hell; he's like the signal isn't getting through, sort of thing.
0: Which it was in Future State, right? So we're connecting that.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, so, and Billy's really frustrated because, uh, like, obviously he doesn't have the power to help with, with him. But then also there's this thing is because he doesn't have this power, people don't see him as a person because they see Shazam as the person, not Mm. Billy Batson. And he's worried that like sooner or later, the powers are going to give out on him again. And he's going to be stuck as Shazam and people are going to forget about Billy and forget that Billy is an actual person. Whereas Shazam really isn't.
0: Oh, that's sad, <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's what he, that's what he's like afraid about like growing up and everything. But Dick says, like everyone has to do it sooner or later. You can't run from it. It's the one thing in life that you cannot run
0: away from that's an interesting inverse of the whole Superman Clark Kent problem where it's like, you know, Superman, you know, is this construct, but Clark Kent is the real person. Mm-hmm. and they're one in the same. no, Billy is the real person. even when he's Shazam, he's Billy. Mm-hmm i like that
1: um and and this all and it all comes to a head because he hasn't been talking with uh his family at all since he got to titan's academy and uh mary comes to see him and tells him because uh because of the he can't share his powers with the family anymore uh freddie has gotten very ill with his uh his disability and he actually doesn't have very long to live um so uh billy is uh quite panicked and he wants to do anything and everything to try and get to hell to try and fix the rock of eternity so he can share his powers and help his friend
0: that's that's a hell of a sad dark turn yeah. there especially with the new movie and everything they put into the marvel <laughs> family it's like well, what if we took their powers away and made one of them sick <laughs> um, Shit.
1: And yeah, so, and that's where we're introduced to this new mysterious child, a uh, part of the Titans Academy called Dane, who's like some magical user. It's like Ravenstar pupil. And he mm. just so happens to be able to conjure portals to hell and wherever Billy needs to go.
0: And, jeez, that's lucky.
1: Yeah. All well, my first thought is, oh, this is going to be Neron from the future state story. Because oh. he's, he's blonde haired and everything. And it's like, oh, this is, this should be like him as a kid or something, or like him. As in the former as a kid or something mm-hmm. and i'm like it's going to connect up with that and then um, yeah they he at the end of the issue they end up going into hell
0: oh damn and, and this is a mini right this is another mini Only four issues oh wow yeah so when this is done this will be done yeah interesting well i'm glad that you know shazam got another book
1: yeah i'm glad it's finally dealing with something other than just like like run-of-the-mill fairy tale adventures Hey, i with, like dealing with I, d- I do as well but uh, you know there comes a point where like every fucking issue becomes that it's like you could just f- finally wow. change that up
0: i i mean it could only deal with the fairy tale adventures because by the time that story was done <laughs> that book was done
1: <laughs> jeff <laughs> Jones took a little bit too long <laughs> yeah it didn't get
0: to be about anything else but yeah i get what you're saying hey shazam also does superhero shit too yeah so let's do some super shit uh superhero shit with them Ah, that sounds interesting. Again, I don't know if that's enough to pick me, uh, want me to pick that up again. for yeah, you know, it's Sure, Sher-
1: it's, it's not for everyone, as evidenced by my comment section.
0: Yeah, Sher- Sheridan's got me gun shy after Titan's <laughs> that's academy. That's completely
1: like, fair, yeah.
0: I'm like, uh-uh-uh, what, what are you going to bring into this? What, what, what are you going to do here, man? What are you, you going to do? I don't trust you, man. <laughs> I can't go back, man. I can't go back. And uh, also, too, you know, it's funny how you know, freaking poor Freddy freaking uh, dying and sick again without the powers and everything. I, uh, I thought I had the darkest twist in a comic this week, but that's actually pretty close <laughs> to uh, the last comic I read this week. <laughs> what was that? Uh, that was Marauders 22. Nice. So this is the Hellfire Trading Company cleaning up after the big Hellfire Gala. Mm-hmm. Freaking, you know, Emma Frost is doing a big old, uh, what is it, victory lap after helping conquer Mars and her party was a big, you know, super success and everything. Mm-hmm. This is also uh, Duggan's chance to kind of do some connective tissue with his X-Men book because he's writing both. <laughs> yeah so it's like, hey, you hear about that new Faye Long guy? Oh, yeah, that new Faye Long guy. Yeah, yeah, I hear that's a pretty big thing now happening. Yeah, that other book. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they literally have a scene that's like that freaking, you know, Xavier sits them all down. They're all hung over after the party, and it's like, well, that went off as about as good as I thought it would. But hey, uh, who the fuck tried to resurrect somebody when I wasn't looking? <laughs> uh, apparently apparently, someone tried to activate the resurrection protocols, and it failed. <laughs> And everyone's like, Emma, what did you do? And she's like, it wasn't me, it was Shaw. And we find out that Shaw tried to bring back his uh, ex-lover, Lordish Chantel. Ah. Here's the problem, though. You know why it failed? Why is that? Failed because she's not dead. <laughs> she hasn't been dead this whole time, and Emma totally knew.
1: <laughs> she just, just refused to call them
0: she's been lying to shaw this whole time the idea being like look if you're a good boy and follow me and everything even after your attempted murder of kate uh i promise you can still be part of the hellfire company and still you know draw salary and everything and this was the carrot at the end of the stick and she has to admit yeah she she didn't die actually sebastian she 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 left you because you're a piece of shit I, I helped her escape, and in fact, uh, what is it, Duggan does an excellent job going back to, like, early Hellfire Club stories and reminds us that, you know, even though we forget Lourdes Chantel now, she was actually, like, the biggest pro-mutant in the Hellfire Club. She wanted the club to only be for mutants, but Shaw was like, yeah, but all these, like, rich human people keep giving us money and shit, so I'm going to take their money. <laughs> little did he know that you know guys like bucklin were taking that money and using it to fund sentinels no no <laughs> which eventually come to try and kill them and in the big battle chantelle gets killed she didn't really get killed though emma just tricked everyone's mind to make it look like she got killed so okay. she could escape okay because like because shaw was hitting her that's another thing okay okay <laughs> you know because he's not bad enough oh yeah he was also hitting her in case you were wondering of course yeah and like emma helps her with a black eye and everything i'm like oh that's dark Jeez. Oh, now, now here's where they kind of change continuity up a bit so it's like okay so emma helped her escape and that's like you know all cool and everything uh and then it's like i think in the original story it was implied that she like kind of sold her to the kingpin back in the day mm-hmm because Chantel could like teleport, that would be really good if you're a criminal, but also that really sucks for Emma now who's trying to be a better person. And, like, turning things around, they're like, no, 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 you know, uh, she, she agreed to work with the Kingpin so long as Fisk, you know, provided Chantel with, like, you know, uh, a new bank account and a new name and new papers and everything. Okay. And she worked off the debt for, and it's like, oh, that's nice. Uh, Jace Jensen again, do the mutants have their own cur- uh, currency? Has that been brought up yet? No, but I'm sure it will be.
1: I think their, their, their currency is, like, favors and, like, that Favre. drug
0: oh yeah the petals
1: yeah that's like their currency they they, like on their island they have no use for it
0: no because they have everything they need it's a freaking star trek society where like their replicators make them everything they could want yeah so that's uh that's the story there where sebastian shaw's like oh so i chased away the woman i loved with my abuse i'm an asshole and also when she died i got so mad i killed all the other humans in the hellfire club oh so i <laughs> oh, no. literally i've literally been a puppet this whole time fuck oh no <laughs> and like emma's like so i guess you're mad now but like we hate each other anyway so this really shouldn't change anything between us <laughs> and uh, she says look you know if you're sad and everything and really want to bring someone back uh we could bring back our old friend harry leland how about that he was Ooh, fun yeah in in fact, we could probably use his mass power to fight uh, Orchis and Nimrod. Ooh. And then you're also going to have to probably deal with the fact that Harry Leland is your kid Shinobi's real father. Because, <laughs> hell, they implied that way back in the day and Emma brought it up again, so there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, 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 the, the love of your life ran away from you because you're abusive and your kid's probably not even really your kid. <laughs> so, hey that's dark the b plot which is shorter is even fucking darker oh
1: jesus
0: (laughs) so we see the stepford cuckoos come back from mars right they were having like a big rager there they were having mutant burning man and everything yep Yep. and uh we find out that they got all drunk and messed up at the party and did a job for emma that they weren't supposed to do they were supposed to wait for her they uh they go after one of those verendi kids you know like the hellfire junior kids yep uh, what is it? Uh, Kensington. She's like a hotel heiress. We find out she's the one who's actually like funding the bulk of their like anti-mutant operations. Yep. And they look into her mind. It's like, oh, well, she's a she's a psychopath. She's not doing this because she's particularly racist or anti-mutant. She just fucking hates people and she's along for the ride. I know what we'll do. We'll flip a switch in her head and make her not a psychopath anymore. We'll turn on her emotions and her feelings. <laughs> Uh, They do that, but guess what? That's horrible, because she's like, Oh no, I'm a psychopath, but I have feelings. I pushed my mother out a window. I've been torturing animals since I was six. Oh no! (laughs) Oh no. And they're like, oh, crap, girls, we made it worse. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. We don't have to tell Mom, we don't have to tell Emma, we can fix it. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go into her brain, and we're going to force her to confront the moment of trauma in her life that made her a psychopath, and we'll fix everything that way. Okay, let's do that. (laughs) They do it, they dig deep into her mind, and they find out, oh, no, she was molested by her father. (laughs) Fuck! Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Well, I guess we can't make you challenge that, huh? Um we think he's still alive uh should we like go kick his ass maybe that's that's what emma would do right and let's also not tell emma that we did this (laughs) so yeah the stepford cuckoos just having a terrible time yeah oh
1: sounds like it
0: (laughs) just having a terrible monstrous time playing god and it's like yeah it's really easy for emma and all the omega mutants to play god this is what happens when everyone just thinks they can do it And I'm just like, wow, I was not expecting this issue to go so hard on the human misery and drama, but there it is. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, what a what a fucking issue. You think like, oh Jerry Doug, you no, know, he's writing the main X-Men book. Now maybe he won't go as hard in this. Nah, he is. <laughs> he's going harder. <laughs> he's going very hard. So wow, dying kids in horrible repressed trauma. What a what a way for the latter half of the show, Matt. <laughs> we we went there and there's no coming back from it
1: <laughs> well there might be i can i can bring up the bring up the atmosphere a little bit because uh, i Please read do. i read superman red and blue issue five oh four
0: oh, yeah that's right this this series is still ongoing you've been liking it a lot yeah it finishes up next issue oh does it is it finally done after yeah it's that? only it's only
1: a short i think five issue run
0: how, uh, how's this one been have these all been self-contained stories or has it been one like well, solid
1: story well, no they're all self-contained but they have like a similar theme whereas oh. the, this this issue was like uh superman's like effect on the world and the world's effect on superman sort of thing oh i like that uh, and yeah yeah again like the writers they had for this issue they had like judd winnick and g willow wilson joshua Ooh. williamson uh daniel warren johnson mark oh, Buckingham.
0: oh
1: all the stories were amazing. Uh, Judd Winnick told a story about uh, when Crypto came to Earth and how uh, up until that point, Clark uh, hadn't been... Like, he never felt like he was right and normal, if, mm-hmm. like, normal to his standards. But now, that now as Martha puts it, he has someone who knows what it's like to be different and be like him and can do all the things he can do. So he's, he's good now because he has... The boy has his dog, as she puts it. Aww uh g wheeler wilson tells a story where that doesn't actually involve superman but involves clark kent stopping a gunman at a local uh convenience store by just talking the guy down oh shit uh and yeah that's that's literally the entire issue just super, uh just clark talking to this guy and make and convincing him not to rob the shop i like it uh, who was next? Joshua Williamson. Oh, this this one wasn't my favorite. wasn't my favorite of the book that comes later. But this is definitely up there. It's just a simple story about Jimmy Olsen being asked by Lois Lane what is his favorite picture he's taken of Superman, <laughs> and he's and, taken so many. Yeah, they they mentioned he's been there for like almost every important moment in Superman's life, be it from his death to like uh you know fighting Lex Luthor for the first time and all this sort of stuff. And Jimmy's favorite is when he when Superman was fighting, like, Lex Luthor and a bunch of other villains, and he got a picture of Superman saving some children. But he finds out later from Superman that his lens cap was on. And when he removes <laughs> it, the camera goes off, and his favorite photo is the photo that it took, which is just him and Superman just laughing and joking about it. Aww. Uh Mark Buckingham did a really great story about uh, Kal-El's journey in the rocket, and uh, Joel sort of, like... Uh, like an it's like an expansion on that that whole marlon brando speech over i was gonna over, say it's yeah. like an ext- extension of that across a whole story and um about superman's <clears throat> arrival at the pale blue dot uh coming from the red sun to the pale blue dot basically uh but the last story was my absolute favorite and that was by daniel warren johnson who continues to knock it out of the park be it at marvel it's or dc um, and it's about Jonathan Kent coming to see a priest because he's he's newly ad- he's uh, only had Clark in his life for a little bit, but he doesn't know what he can offer the boy because he, as he puts it, he's just a farmer in the back end of Kansas, <laughs> he hasn't been anywhere. Like, what does he know about life? And, um, the priest, uh, equates it to a story about Jesus, and but it's not like, um,
0: Snyder, heavy-handed yeah
1: not pretentious or anything i didn't really mind it at all where uh he talked about jesus being baptized and how god came to him and said to him uh, he's proud of him and he loved him and he is special and the priest thinks that maybe jonathan just needs to tell that to his son and let his son know that so he does that over the course of his life and you see it from like clark is like a baby to like a teenager to like growing up and then eventually uh clark's standing there at his father's grave and he goes off to save the world and he says those exact same things to all the people of the earth as he's Aww. saving them
0: and it's, the
1: is called generations and i thought that was brilliant.
0: oh wow oh okay okay you sold me on that i definitely that sounds like something that would hit me yeah just oh I, right. I, I i i got a little teary-eyed when i read that the first time No, not you love it when a comet can do that it doesn't happen all the time but when it does it's, it's really great. friggin special it's really it? great again that's uh that's what i was getting like with that uh denny o'neill story in that yeah. green arrow collection just recently yeah and the fact that you knew his kid wrote it oh man so uh, yeah you you did it matt you brought the mood back up you <laughs> promised and you did it th- th- everyone thank matt everybody for saving the show and not having it be so dark and depressing <laughs> back to <laughs> back uh is, is that it matt is that all the comics for this week that's it all right so there you go everyone that was all the comics that were fit to print this week we hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll definitely be back again doing it next week so get ready for that yeah uh any uh, any parting thoughts matt as we wind down the show for this week
1: uh not really i'm going to be doing some streaming this week work permitting uh i've got some other like gaming videos coming out as well i, I got to ch- i got to play that uh new world that game new world oh,
0: yeah yeah, that looks good yeah
1: yeah uh well when, when you can get into it because there's like 30 minute queues for the game.
0: It was, it's that popular because everyone's what's the deal that is it like a free open beta or do you need to know somebody what's the, um what's well the deal?
1: i i had the game pre-ordered and it just let let me in the closed beta um so oh, i'm okay. guessing yeah that was because of that um but yeah it's it's super fun it's it's super fun mmo and i've i'm gonna try and do like i've captured some footage of it and i'm gonna try and do like a little uh like uh my thoughts video sort of thing on it because i was thinking about streaming it but i don't know whether you can yet i think it's only certain
0: people Mm, can do it i uh i will definitely have to watch that because uh i am interested in that in fact everything i've seen about it gave me like very positive uh like guild wars 2 vibes like when we all played that back in the day it
1: reminded me a lot like that like you can you start the game out you can do anything right from the get-go nothing is like locked to you to like certain classes or anything you can do whatever you want
0: man i wish i remember my guild wars 2 information because i did <laughs> buy the game and then i just completely I, forgot I for, about
1: it. For, i've forgotten it as well don't worry which again
0: which man i i loved the idea yeah you just buy an mmo once you can keep playing it forever uh the chat reminding us there that icon and rocket comes out this week yes. wicked can't wait for that and i think
1: statics issue 2 does as well
0: Oh, does it actually? Are we getting two milestones so. in one week?
1: I think it either comes out this week or next week.
0: Very excited for that one. It's going to be a good week. So uh, I guess we can start winding everything down there. Thank you, everyone. For coming out and watching the show, whether you're watching the full video version on Patreon or YouTube, depending on how that happens. Algorithmically, I'm not sure yet whether <laughs> you're listening to the audio version on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or any of the other places it comes up. We very much appreciate it. We especially appreciate it if you're one of our patrons, You know, uh, given what little you can to help keep all this going. A big thanks to everyone who donated uh, on yes. the streams here, both on YouTube and on twitch i think i I think this was a record night for donations matt don't you
1: i think so it's pretty close yeah
0: it was pretty close so thank you all for that again we take every dollar of that and we reinvest it back into the show and into each other (laughs) uh of course if you want to support the show further and get a little something for yourself be sure to check out wild bill craft soda you can use the promo code cape joel for 10 percent off your first purchase in the united states it's delicious it's the perfect treat for summertime be sure to check that out Also, too, if you've checked out my Instagram, uh, what is it, livefitfood.ca, sent me another 100 bucks worth of stuff, and I'm going to be doing a contest there in the next little bit to give away a voucher for another 100 bucks worth of uh, healthy keto food there. If you are, uh, what is it, in Canada, because they are a Canadian outfit. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled over there. I'll probably ask some sort of trivia question, and if you're the quickest answer, you can do it. Nice, nice. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. And we will be back again next week. Bye-bye. Catch you later, everyone.